It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, November 14th. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that thinks we're going to be talking a lot about special teams today. You think? We shall. All right, let's get the show going. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You'll keep up to date with all our episodes and Flyers news. You can also email us at lockdownflyers at gmail today we are going to talk about the weekend games against ottawa and dallas the return of claude Giroux, and it is a monday so we will have our nemesis of the week locked on flyers is free and available on apple Podcasts, spotify odyssey wherever you are listening so subscribe you'll get all of our episodes here on the locked on podcast network plus we are over on youtube so subscribe there as well Russ, uh, one of the things that you have said over and over again is that you are worried about Wade Allison. Uh, he got hurt on Saturday and, yeah. you know, supposedly it's not so bad and that he should be returning soon. But I think, you know, hopefully we'll find out today or sometime tomorrow. The issue is, even if he's returning soon, this is again that area where he always has problems. And so... The, the problem is, is like, how many games can he really play this year? That's, you know, he hasn't played over 40 in, you know, I told you like five, six years, whatever it is. And, you know, he was on a pretty good role there. And now he's got this slight injury and who knows? I mean, this could be a, you know, a situation where it's sort of like this nagging thing that happens to him every year. And this was a situation where I had brought up to you that maybe, uh, at some point, the organization is going to have to, you know, cut bait with him simply because he can't stay healthy because while he's in there, he's good. But the problem is uh, the Flyers suffer when he's not. And then you have to sort of fill in for him and you're hoping he's coming back. Like at some point, you can't do it anymore. And I don't know if it's going to be after this year or not. But I told you there was I was on the fence for bringing him in this year simply because of availability. Yeah, I mean, you are right that he's been one of the bigger contributors to the team this season yeah. so far, and they are definitely worse without him. Uh, Kiefer Bellows, I, I think, did his best when he came in on Sunday, but uh, I don't think is anywhere near as impactful as Wade Allison is. No, but so he's got to play regularly, too, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how that progresses. But in the meantime, uh, we got to start with the return of Claude Giroux on Saturday. And man, they put out the mic'd up that he did for the mm -hmm. thousandth game ahead of time. I don't know if that was strategically like brilliant or stupid, because I think all of us were <laughs> just absolutely devastated by that video i think that going into it i wanted to be more like positive like hopeful thank you but then watching him cry and yeah. say like i love you guys oh 
dagger, absolute dagger. But I yeah, see you, both sides, but it it, it was rough. It, it was going to be bittersweet no matter what they did. I think it was, you know, smart that the Flyers did it because it showed that side of them. Uh, it still didn't stop some of local sports talk radio for kind of saying that he never won anything and who the hell is he. Um, and that, unfortunately, is going to follow him. It shame. Yeah, but but they're going to do it. And and the writers don't do it and the fans won't do it. Well, there's some fans, but most don't. But sports radio, for whatever reason, still you know like almost blames him for like his complete time here for not winning a Stanley Cup. Like one guy can do it just the kind of guy that he is like yeah that that's just uncalled for uh i i did appreciate everything they did at the game i mm -hmm. thought it was really lovely uh, that tribute video was wonderful the standing ovation the crowd gave him um it was very extended and very loud and that's um, what you would expect yeah, lots of Rue chants as well, yeah, um, yeah. which, you know, good feelings about all of that. Amazing signs at warm-ups, you know, across the board. Mm -hmm. And um, I think overall, just, you know, outcome of the game aside, I think it was um, just, it, it went as well as it absolutely could have. And I, I was really happy in the end. Yeah, no, no question. But I, I did know... And I mentioned it on the last show that he would be more impactful in this game than even last game. And he was, uh, that's just the way he is. He is able to, you know, he's one of those athletes that can block all this stuff out and he does a good job of it. And I give him credit at, at this point though. Now you have to move on. Like it's like next time he comes in, can't, you can't worry about it. Right. Right. But I feel like this was a little bit of closure that maybe yes. he didn't get the last time around and so i, I feel really good about it now yeah, the too. themselves from this weekend Oof. uh yeah i think obviously said it at the top of the show it is 100 percent clear that the problem in both of these games this past weekend was special teams if you look at the numbers and for the eye test honestly five on five they absolutely outplayed Ottawa and I think played evenly with Dallas. Mm, I don't know if they played evenly with Dallas, but look, it's easy to point to special teams and say, well, if you don't score on a power play and you can't stop the penalty on the penalty kill, you're not going to win. But there's other problems going on here. And the other problems are the coaching staff has to teach these young players you can't expect Kiefer Bellows to come in cold and expect him, like you said, to fill in for Wade Allison. You can't expect, you know, Morgan Frost to move around, not get offensive zone starts, and give you his best offense while he's playing great away from the puck. What this coaching staff and John has to understand is you may have a standard, and I've said it before, but you don't have all the guys to play it this way and so it's not going to magically turn around and change because you've sent down three or four young guys and you've brought up three or four veterans. It's not going to work that way. This team has to get two or three of these young guys to move on to the team next year in better shape than they were this year. If not, Tortorella is going to have the same problems next year because the cap is not going to be much better. And that's, I think, the part that John's missing and so, like, you know, when he's saying, throwing out the barbs that he did after the Dallas game, listen, people have the right to say what they see. And right now what they see is inconsistency for scoring. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I just think it was blatantly obvious that special teams were the yeah. biggest problem this and how do you fix that? weekend. And and that is co- a combination of coaching and systems, yeah. you know, and then it's also then it's on the players to execute. And yes, I, I feel like that, especially in the Dallas game where the Flyers were 0 for 6 on the power play. And including a failed five on three, they had nine shots on go total in the power play that game over six power plays. Like that's just not going to get you where you want to go. And the the thing that we've been harping on this season is that the Flyers are going to have to be a team that takes advantage of other people's mistakes. Yes. And they, because of their special teams work this past weekend, they did not do that. And so you know, again, the PK didn't help them either. They've been really solid on the PK. And while they haven't been blowing people out of the water on the power play, they've gotten power play goals. But mm-hmm. it's starting to dry up a little bit here. On both, of, on both sides of it. Yeah. And I think that part of it is the teams are adjusting. They're getting, you know, more attuned to their timing and and chemistry. And so things that were working for the Flyers aren't necessarily going to work if the Flyers don't keep up with that chemistry. And you can see that they have the the chances to do it. It just goes to show you with the goal that they scored against Dallas. I mean, that was a beautiful play. So they have Mm -hmm. the skills to do it. It's just, are they doing it at the right time? Well, yeah, they have enough personnel. I I don't want to hear the excuse of guys being injured. They have enough personnel to be able to score on power plays. It is all about system and it is about practicing it. And it is about knowing where everybody's going to be and how they're going to do it. And right now they're out of sync. And the only way you get back in sync is by practicing it. I mean, that's it. It doesn't just all magically return unless, you know, you have a team that's been together, like let's say maybe like the Pittsburgh Penguins or like Latang, Crosby, whatever. Those guys know each other so well, Malkin, that they could literally put it together uh, after failing 10 times in a row. But this team can't because this team, it's early in, in, their, in their genesis and they haven't really um, – gotten the consistency going. And that's the thing. There was consistency early in the year and now there's not. And just putting in the effort, you know, we talked about Ottawa was going to be a pretty desperate team and, you know, we'll get more into that. But the idea is you're not always going to play with the most desperation. And as the season moves on, that that is definitely going to be true. They came out of the gate hard that way, but now maintaining that is going to be difficult. Well, we certainly have a lot more to talk about related to this, and we will do that coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. You can order a Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and peace of mind this holiday season. And their advanced technology is what I love the most. I can control the system from my phone with their app. I can watch an HD live stream from any of the security cameras or monitor the wide variety of high-tech sensors in every room. Plus, if there's an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use their 
fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that a threat is real. You can get a priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, you can go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available wherever you get your podcasts. Russ, I want to continue that conversation because you mentioned consistency. And I think that that is part of it, right? Where, you know, like I said, I feel like other teams are catching up with their chemistry and, Mm -hmm. you know, getting things tighter. So it's harder for the Flyers to take advantage of things. But we know that they can do it. And we've seen it. And more recently in the game against St. Louis, that's exactly what they did. That was their most complete game of the season. Right. So far, I would I would say, and that it just kind of fell apart a little bit against Ottawa and Dallas, which I think both of those games were winnable games, right? I think that... Well, Ottawa had, more than Dallas. I'm not sure Dallas was a winnable one, but Ottawa definitely... Well, yeah. I mean, Pavelski had a great game too. But <laughs> I think that... Uh, I, I really think that if they had gotten the little things together and, you know, especially in the Dallas game, I saw a little bit of that giving up at the end. Oh yeah. Like, like we saw last year and they cannot do that. Like even after the shorthanded goal, I I think that that started to happen. Yeah. And I think that's the kind of thing to be worried about. Like ultimately losing the game isn't what you worry about. You worry about how they lose and what they look like doing it. And, you know, if you think there's something to carry over positively to the next game and with the Ottawa game, I thought there maybe was, but then with the Dallas game, there wasn't. And that's what worried me. Right. So with the Ottawa game, you can't be a team uh, overrun by emotion. So here's, here's something that I'm passionate about. So, all right. So Travis Connecty gets into a fight with Bernard Docker and, you know, like on the radio, they're like, Hey, this is great. Connecty beat up a bigger guy. Okay, great. So he's off for five minutes. That's your top line right winger. He's your top scorer. He's now in the box for five minutes. Then inexplicably, Tony D'Angelo gets into a fight a few minutes later, and he's out for five minutes. Okay, well, with those two guys out, Ottawa scores and ties up the game. No no big thing there. You knew that was coming. But then on the power play, Konechny's not available for half the power play because he's still out for fighting, and D'Angelo is not available at all for the power play. So now Provorov has to be on the power play, and it's all out of sync. And it's just like your top-line winger, your best scorer, and your top-pairing defenseman were all out because of fighting. How does that make any sense? Well, I thought it was interesting because it actually, once again, made me think of the St. Louis game, where they looked at what St. Louis did, lost, and said, maybe we should do that in our next game. <laughs> like It didn't make sense to me. Just right. Seeing as that they had just seen a team do that unsuccessfully. Right. right. Um, I think that's part of it, part of it as well. But I just think that 
you know, they they have to put more pieces together. That there are some good pieces there. They just Absolutely. need more of them to come together in, in games like these that ultimately I think and I still think the Dallas game was winnable if they put more of those pieces together. Um and you know, you you look at something like hitting, right? And I think one of the reason why they dominated five on five versus Ottawa, they had 59 hits. That's sure. Absolutely bonkers. It's it like is. The, uh, they said it was the ninth most in regular season NHL history. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that's part of why Ottawa couldn't really get much going. Offensively no, and I think that's until fair. They were on the power play. And so that's good, but they have to be smart about it. They have to, choose their hits and make sure that the puck is retrievable and that's what i'm saying when i'm saying put more pieces together like mm -hmm. take the good that they have and build on it right but they weren't going to be able to use that against dallas we talked about this dallas is big and strong and fast and so hitting doesn't matter to dallas because they have just as many guys that will go around you and score a goal too and and that is something that the Flyers had trouble with because this, you know, was a game where they couldn't just out physical a team and they couldn't just outwork the team. And this was a game where, you know what, they actually had to score. Like literally, they had to score. They had to score five on five. Uh, Jake Ottinger's a terrific goalie, but they had their chances. And you have to take advantage of those chances. Even Owen Tippett, who's clearly playing better, he hits another post. It's like all of these things have to change if the team's going to get better. And a team like Dallas, this was the kind of game where they came in and by the middle of the second period, they knew they were going to win. I will say Cam Talbot had a pretty good game. He did. No, Ottawa Cam Talbot was well. excellent. No question. Yeah. So I think they also ran into some really solid goaltending in both games. But at the same time, you have to figure out a way around that. And I, th I think you're right about Owen Tippett. I mean, I think he was the standout player of the weekend for me. Mm -hmm. uh, he earned that spot on the top line with mm -hmm. adjustments due to the Allison injury. Should he be there permanently at this point? Probably not. But I think that he absolutely earned the right based on his recent play to get yeah. that opportunity. And, and I think he took full advantage of it in terms of, you know, making plays, trying to spark offense. Uh, again, I, I thought he had some really good passes, some really good vision as well as, you know, taking the shots. So um, there's that. And I think Travis Konechny now, you know, we, we talked about taking that fighting major, which was maybe not a good choice, but and you know, one other thing about the fighting major. So on the radio, when he was on the power play, they're like, wow, he's really tentative on this power play. And it's like, yeah, because he probably screwed up his hand a little bit. Every time you punch someone in the face, you're screwing up your hand and he's a scorer. You don't want to do that too many times. Yeah. I mean, that's fair, but he also drew two penalties against yes, Dallas. Which is that, good. You know, the assist he had in the Ottawa game was lovely. The goal he had uh, versus Dallas, like, like I said earlier, that passing sequence yeah. was absolutely spectacular. Yeah. It oh, led yeah. to that goal and, and his shot was beautiful. So I think there there's these moments where they put stuff together in a really positive way. And I think that that's where the disconnect you're talking about is in terms of the coaches taking those pieces and put the, putting them together 
in a way that gives them a better chance to win. And there's another disconnect too. The other disconnect is now there's a definite refusal to call up guys from Lehigh. They're not doing it. They're going to use what they have. And this is typical towards 101. And so we'll just move Zach McEwen up on the third line and he'll just score. He'll just do better. And it's like, no, call somebody up from Lehigh who looks good like Ali Lixel or somebody like that and give them a chance. That's who you put on the third line. That's where you look to get some chemistry and extra scoring from. You already know what some of the other guys can and cannot do on this team based on their history and just even the amount of games you've played already this season. And again, even it just, you know, Sedlak's played fine. Right. But again, he, he scored three goals early and he probably won't get three more goals for, you know, half a season. Cause that's, you know, he's just a decent player, but they're, they're elevating him instead of trying to, you know, call up somebody who's maybe earned a reward instead of, the player there who you know, like this is, you didn't pick up him to become a third liner for you for the next five years. If you did, then something's wrong with the game plan. And that's that's where I think the, the coaching staff is failing on, on this one. Yeah, I can see that. I, I think, you know, uh, teaser for tomorrow's show when we talk about the Phantoms, I think yeah. there were some interesting things on that front to come out of their weekend that they had and, uh, there are some options for call-up, but there are arguments to not do it as well. So we will be absolutely talking through that on tomorrow's show. But I, I do think that it is a problem when you're just moving guys up who aren't designed to play up, right? you know, because of having to do it, right? right? And that, you know, you look at a guy like Owen Tippett, he's a guy you do move up because he is one of those guys that Correct. you want to reward with moving up because he does have the skill and should be able to eventually get there. Yeah. Uh, you know, but you know, Sedlak, you're right. He's a third line guy tops, you know, McEwen is a fourth liner. You know, we know who these guys are. And I think that eventually they're going to have to start calling the guys up, whether now is the right moment moment to do so, I think is up for debate. And like I said, we will do that tomorrow. But up next, we are going to talk about our nemesis of the week. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer, esports, and of course, the NHL. We've got it all at BetOnline. And if you love sports, Podcasts like ours, you could find those on Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to, to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. So if you are newer to Locked On Flyers, each and every Monday on the show, we look at the calendar upcoming and think about where we are with the team and say, what is our nemesis? What is bothering us the most in Flyers land? Last week, we talked about winning winnable games uh, and getting Felix Sandstrom a win. Well, we got Felix Sandstrom that win, which was yep. a good thing. Uh, the winning winnable games, uh, not so good on that front. But <laughs> I think that uh, it was a good nemesis to have because it kind of played out the way we thought it, it could. And I think that 
you know, going into next week or this week, we have Columbus again, we have the Bruins and we have the Habs. And so to me, I think it really is, can these special teams get better to give the Flyers an opportunity to, to be on the winning side of more of these games. Now the Bruins are a juggernaut. So I think that's a separate category, but the Flyers, should be able to beat Columbus, especially after the last game against them. I think that, you know, if they can tighten things up, maybe the outcome will be different. The Habs mm-hmm. are absolutely beatable. And I think they're just going to have to do the thing that I said at the beginning, take advantage of mistakes and figure out a way to get it done. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Um, I think the other nemesis will be Stop the narrative about all the injuries and injured players and what you could be and just talk about what you have and what you could develop and what you might be because every team's going to have injuries. If you want to point out to me, Russ, this is the most injured team in the league. Well, they might be the most injured team in the league for the next five years. Like it's just that's sometimes the way it is. You've got to, you know, overcome that. Like it just doesn't matter. Like this is your job. Your job is to overcome that. Your job is to develop players, bring up players, you know, get them in there, start getting them on track for the next few years so that you can get better. Otherwise, you just, you know, you'll be stuck in the mud. So I just, that's my nemesis is to hear about that a couple of times on every broadcast because it's like, we're aware of who's hurt here. Like everybody is aware of it, but you, you can't dwell on that. I think it's hard to some degree. Uh, one of my nemeses, honestly, in general, is when, uh, I'm forced to watch a national broadcast instead of the local one due to oh, yeah. uh, NHL network spotlighting a game. But, uh, you know, they they don't talk about the same kind of things. And, you know, they buy and, you know, the national broadcasts do this. They buy into general narratives because yes. that's the information that they have. And and so I get it to a large degree. But at the same time, sometimes you need the nuance of, of the local commentators. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was missing that this weekend. So I totally understand what you mean by by making sure that we're talking about the right narratives yes. this season and that they're the ones that we have to, to work with. And, and I think that is a, a great spot to end on is like, let's work with what we have and yep. what we wish we had. Yep. Agreed. So wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing, I didn't realize this until the Flyers posted about it, but they had Zach Hill reading yeah. the starting lineup I love uh, versus it. Dallas. That's such a great honor for him. Uh, you know, the I would call him the PR chief emeritus. So he's still around, but, uh, you know, on his way to, to retirement. Yeah, he's the best. I mean, I just... Uh, can't tell you how many good things he's done for me in, in my career. So yeah, just a great guy. Absolutely. Second to none. And, you know, all the content and images that come out of that department are absolutely spectacular. So good to see yep. him get that honor. Uh, that'll do it for today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow with how they can win against Columbus this time. And like I said, we're going to check in with the Phantoms and talk about what they're doing there and what that means for potential call-ups and the two games they played this week. And I think provide some clues on that front. Mm-hmm. So excited to talk to you about that. 
as a reminder, we always want to hear from you. If you've got mailbag questions, you can tweet us at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail. Plus, you can post over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and their take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.